welcome back to Headline Monday. This is the Stuttering Sports Podcast, and I'm your host, Spencer. Uh, We all know the drill. This is the day after week eight, the day after Sunday's action. And I'm going to talk about the headlines from Sunday. So without further ado, let's get right into it with the game of the week, potentially game of the year, being the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Baltimore Ravens 28-24 to advance to 7-0, and the Ravens just falling short. Let's talk about the game. I was super impressed with both teams' just ability to evolve its game plan as the game went on. The Pittsburgh Steelers looked awful that first half, giving up 150-plus rushing yards. I'm not sure the exact number. I couldn't find it and not breaking 100 yards of total offense. The thing that was keeping Pittsburgh in this game was the two turnovers that the Steelers got, one in the red zone, one one being a pick six. That, That was the only points that was on the board for the Steelers. And it was just looking really bad. The receivers were dropping balls. Big Ben was overthrowing players, just taking deep shots for no reason. That first half did not look good at all. And Baltimore's ability to evolve was their first half rushing game was unstoppable Pittsburgh had no answers for it but in the third quarter well Pittsburgh found the answer for it they just could not get it going with with the rushing game so in the fourth quarter they started doing more speed options more just more like designed runs for Lamar Jackson and it kept the defense on their toes and it worked I remember one of the last drives Actually, the drive for Pittsburgh stopped Lamar Jackson for that fourth and three. They ran the ball, I think, every single play. Like, they ran the ball. Actually, that might not have been that drive, but but on one of the big Baltimore late drives, they ran the ball on every single play, and they were just driving. Both of these teams played a very good game, but let's get to why the result was a Baltimore loss. The reason Baltimore lost this game and ultimately blew a 17-7 lead was that Baltimore lost the turnover battle 4-1 and also had 6 more penalties than than Pittsburgh, resulting in 90 more penalty yards and 5 first downs. You simply cannot do that going up against another great football team than expect to win. The second reason Baltimore lost this game was Lamar Jackson's inability to throw the ball this week. Going 13 for 28 with two interceptions and multiple throws, you see and think, what the hell are you doing? I got, it's like two that instantly come to mind. Was the first one was he was getting sacked. This was sometime during the first half, but he was getting sacked and he just threw the bitch up. And that could have very easily been picked if a Pittsburgh player was near was was near the area. And the second one was, I believe it was third and two. Yes, yes, yes. This was on that second to last drive, maybe. It was either third and two or second and two. Then he had Mark Andrews wide open with a little curl route, and he just missed him. He just missed him. Then on that last drive, that second to last play, wide open receiver just just do an out route and get out of bounds. He missed him. Like his his ability to 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 throw the ball looked awful this game. And then when there's a game where the pressure is on Baltimore, he does not look good throwing the ball. Their rushing game was incredible. Like the fact that they put up 200 
some yards versus Pittsburgh's rushing defense is incredible. But but when Pittsburgh was constantly putting pressure to Lamar Jackson, they did not let him get an open field to run, and they forced him to make bad throws with a great pass rush. Pittsburgh played one hell of a second half. The, the thing that impressed me most with Pittsburgh's second half was that Pittsburgh on offense that first half just looked really bad. There was nothing happening. Nothing was going at Pittsburgh's way. So, so in the second half, Pittsburgh played slow and steady while, while running a five-out set and doing short passes to get first down after first down with ease. And that's what continued them to just drive down the field. Just little short balls to Eric Ebron, Juju. Juju got a bunch of little slant passes, and he was breaking tackles. He he was just holding on to the ball. Chase 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 Claypool caught a really nice touchdown pass. So it was just what kept what got Pittsburgh back in this game was I think great design and great play calls by either Ben Roethlisberger or uh, Randy Finkner. So yeah, Pittsburgh's offense played one hell of a second half. But the Ravens, nonetheless, still a fantastic team, and they played one hell of a game, too. Um, I am sad to hear that Ronnie Stanley is out for the season. I hope he has a good recovery. That was just... That that did not look good when it happened. At least at least he got his contract when he got his contract. So, so no, at least he has his money. I, I, I do feel bad for him, so... Moving on to the Packers losing to the basically Dalvin Cook Minnesota Vikings because it was a six-point loss where the other team's game plan was as clear as day. Just give it to Dalvin Cook and let him run, and Green Bay could not stop it. So, 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 so my question is, are the Packers in crisis mode? They have lost two of the last three games, and well... Dalvin Cook went for 163 yards on 30 carries and 63 yards on two catches, four total touchdowns. And um, yeah, Green Bay's defense, which is a good rushing defense, has has only played gr- a great run game once except for the two games versus Minnesota. So do I think they have an issue here? Yes, but I don't think it will be crucial down the stretch. When they play great rushing games, I don't think they'll be able to contain them. And the reason why I say I don't think that's a crisis for the Packers is because not many NFC playoff teams have 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 great rushing games. But just look out for the Cardinals and look out for the Seahawks because I do not know how they will be able to contain Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray down the stretch. Hopefully with the Packers, because like some NFC teams have have very good rushing games, but but I like Aaron Rodgers more than their rushing game. When it comes to dual threat quarterbacks, that is where I worry with this Packers team because they just got dicked on by Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins threw the ball 14 times this game. He was obsolete. They were giving it to Dalvin Cook over and over, and Green Bay had no answer. Now, now obviously, there aren't many Dalvin Cooks, so that's why I say I don't think they're in crisis. Just, just a major flaw showed with that defense, but 
but the offense is good enough to outscore most most rushing games just apparently not the vikings and their terrible defense so i'm i'm definitely looking at the packers i'm a little concerned about the packers but but ultimately they will obviously make the playoffs and uh yeah we'll we will see them thursday night versus the 49ers Moving on to Drew Locke and the Broncos pulling off a 21-point comeback to beat the Los Angeles Chargers. Drew Locke, potential franchise QB, just bought himself the rest of the season with a big comeback, including a walk-off touchdown to beat the Chargers. To, excuse me, to to beat the Chargers, throwing for 172 yards and three touchdowns in their three final drives. So, what does this mean for both teams? That what does this mean for the Broncos is that they don't have to consider benching Drew Locke since since um those last two weeks were very bad. He played horrific those two weeks. So now that now they don't have to consider benching him, they shouldn't have to consider looking for a new quarterback unless he just goes back to playing like that. But hey, 172 yards and three touchdowns, those final three drives, that is no joke. Um, the Chargers defense isn't anything special, but they're still an NFL defense. They still are good. So yeah, the Chargers, they don't have to consider benching him in these next few weeks. What, what this means for the Chargers is that they've given up four 17 plus point leads. They have had 17 plus point leads in four games and lost those four games. So, they're in positions to win. They put themselves in positions to win and to be a successful team, but for some reason, they just cannot pull it off. I don't know if that's because their defense is just okay. I don't know if that's Justin Herbert being a rookie and not being able to close games out. I don't know. But this Chargers team, it's still good. Okay, not very good. It's still slightly below average, and the Chargers, I don't know. I don't know how you blow this lead to, to, to Drew Locke and the Broncos. I don't know. Moving on to the Tennessee Titans, and are they falling apart? The Titans lost this week to a Cincinnati Bengals team, which is 2-5-1. Granted, the Bengals have been in a lot of games this season, with the exception... With the exception of that Baltimore game, but... But ultimately, the Bengals have been involved in a lot of games this year. And I and uh, going into this week, I expected them to do well. I expected the Bengals to put up points because this Titans defense is not good. But I thought the Titans would have a good bounce back game. I thought Ryan Tannehill would bounce back and, you know, do good. But the Titans' really real weaknesses got exposed yesterday. And it directly resulted in a... F- and it and their weaknesses directly resulted to a loss for the first time this season because I don't think their weaknesses was the reason why they lost the Pittsburgh game. This is the first game that I think Tannehill and the defense is the direct result of their loss. And well, I just exposed it. Those weaknesses are having a bad defense, which we saw multiple times throughout the season, but it never resulted for a loss. As, Prime example one is that Texans game where they gave up, what was it, 38 points? Like, that is ridiculous. And the second 
And the second weakness is inconsistencies from Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill playing an average defense threw for 223 yards, two late touchdowns, may I add, and one interception off of 60% completion rate after a bad Pittsburgh game, but I do tribute that to Pittsburgh's defense being very good. Um, And to me, it was only a matter of time before these caught up to the Titans. Is there a cause for concern with this team? They have lost two straight. One, one was to a bad team. One was to the best team the league has to offer. And um, of course there's cause for concern. Their, their defense has been bad throughout this entire season. And when they need their offense to pull it out, I mean, they've, I mean, like they have gotten that throughout this season. And this week, Derrick Henry played well, rushing for 6.2 yards per carry, but the problem on the offense was not Derrick Henry, it was Ryan Tannehill, and I think we might see that a lot more coming up with these coming weeks and when it comes playoff time. I don't view this team as a bad team, I don't view them as an average team, I but I also don't view them as a Super Bowl contender. I still think they're a very good team. I mean, hell, you don't become five and two without being a, a very good team. But 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 their defense is not good at all. And Ryan Tannehill, I think I wish him the best of luck, but I think he's kind of think he's pretty inconsistent, and I think that's gonna show throughout the rest of this season. So the so I still think the Titans are very good, but I think they're not in that Super Bowl contender bubble as 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 they used to be just a week ago. So the Titans falling apart. I don't think they're falling apart, but I definitely don't think they're looking good. I I'm not confident with the Titans. Moving on to two smaller subjects, and I will wrap this up. The first small subject is the Browns got shut down, losing 16-6 versus the Raiders. Um, my predictions, I mentioned that the Browns scored 30 points in, I think it was five of their seven games or four of their six games, and the Raiders gave up 30-plus points in most of their games. Um, so my question is, how the hell do you score six points against the Raiders' defense? And um, I'll tell you how. Baker threw for 4.9 yards per attempt. I don't know what to make of Baker. I mean, he plays like shit against Pittsburgh. Alright, you can kind of... I mean, you can kind of credit that to Pittsburgh being very good on defense. Then against the Bengals, you start off 0 for 5, and then you instantly just go 23 for... I mean, sorry, 22 for 23 with 5 touchdowns. And then you come the next week against the Raiders defense that isn't that great. And you throw for 4.9 yards per attempt. Yeah, for... I get for most of this season, the Browns and Kevin Stefanski have purposely not been throwing the ball very much. But I think Baker... I don't know. I don't know what to make of Baker right now. Now, obviously, I don't think he is where he should be in his third season. Because you're having performances like this right after a right after a performance like last week, so I really don't know what to think of Baker. I don't know. I think I think he I I definitely think he's on the hot seat, 100. percent 
So yeah, the Browns only scored six points against the Raiders' defense, so that's pretty bad. And um, the second thing I'd like to talk about, because I saw this on a few talk shows this morning, those little stupid sports talk shows where it's pretty scripted, um, do the Bears pull Nick Foles because they have lost yet another game? And um, no. No, as Nick Foles is not very good, I don't think I have to remind people that Mitchell is not good at football, so I don't really want to hear it. Yeah, Nick Foles should not be pulled. He's definitely better than Mitchell Trubisky, but you know, neither of them are that good. So the Bears are just in that weird spot where they don't have much of an offense, but their defense is very good. That is going to it for me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. If not, share it with your friends. Follow me on Twitter at StutteringProds, that's Stuttering P-R-O-D-S, and Instagram at that guy that talks about the sports. Um, I should be back tomorrow for Fantasy Tuesday. I plan on being back tomorrow for Fantasy Tuesday. The first one in about two, three weeks, because I actually have stuff to talk about for Fantasy. So, yeah. Hope you guys enjoy, and I hope you have a good one.